With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's quarter to 7am in the morning. What a day. Thursday, the 11th of November. This, this day will go down in history. As we just witnessed the Black Caps getting up over England. How good. Daryl Mitchell, 72, not out, led the way. Who would have thought, eh? Daryl Mitchell opening the bat hasn't really missed since he's got that opportunity. Devin Conway, 46 off 38. And Jimmy Neesham, he was angry, angry, angry. 27 off 11. Great call from the lads. lads. Dan McCarty, Hamish Bennett there, boys. Well done calling that great match. And... uh, yeah, we're going to celebrate. We're going to talk throughout the morning about this great victory. The Black Caps just keep on doing it in all formats, really. We've got a good show for you. We're going to get over to Simon Dill after the 7 o'clock hour. Chat to him. He was there calling the game. He's going to have all the gravy over there. But we've got the one and only Baz McCullum on our show, and he's been there, done that. He knows how good this win was and is for the Black Caps. So looking forward to getting his reaction throughout this morning, but make sure you give us a call. We want to hear from you at home on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 150 811. Give us a call. React to this fantastic win from the lads. Oh, so good. We're up and about here, so uh, we want to hear from you at home and just tell us how you're feeling. What were your thoughts? You know, give us a call and just start cheering with us because we're pumped here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Anyway, give us a call, 0800 150 811 or, or text us, double eight double three. Uh, coming up on the show as well, we've got Stephen Marsh. He's a trainer. Uh, he's got big horses racing this week and this weekend. Lincoln King in the Cup. We've got Tom Parsons. He's Hawks Bay Magpies captain. And they've got a big match this weekend as well. And then we've got Pitt Morris because it's another Cup day today. If you're a Greyhound fan, there's some Greyhound racing today. Whoa. Everything. You can race in everything. How good. 12 races at Addington. There's a favourite. Uh, in race, what race is it? What race is the main race? Here we go. The $100,000 Stakes Greyhound Cup starts at 8.24 tonight at Addington. So we'll chat about that to Pitmoth. But right now, we've got to bring in Baz McCullum because how good was that, Skipper? 
Oh, it was brilliant, Is Good morning, my friend. Good morning, all of our team as well, up there in the studio in Auckland. That was a sensational chase. It really was. I think we, we were all on the text message to each other, sort of talking about how it's going to unfold over the last half an hour or so. I, I just love the composure of the New Zealand side, their ability to... They're not winning those games five years ago, okay? But under Kane Williamson and under Gary Stead and, and this setup that they've created... There's a, a real sense that anything can be achieved, and and it's just such a, a powerful mindset that they've got themselves in to be able to get across the line in crunch situations. They were they weren't dead and buried, but they were a long way behind that game. But they were just able to hang on the back of the speedboat at 57 required off 24 balls. I think it was what they needed 60 off 29 when Glenn Phillips went out. Jimmy Neesham strides to the crease. He tries to hit his first ball out of the park for six. He cloths it to the to the fielder in the deep, <laughs> but it's a clear intent of what he's trying to achieve. And I think that just uh, his little innings where he's got 26 off 10 balls is just, it's a superb little hand. And it, I think it just gave Daryl Mitchell that little bit of, um, a little bit of momentum as well to really put the game away. And look, uh, that is a sensational victory. And mm. both Smitty and myself are very confident heading into this game because of the resourcefulness of, New Zealand. They just seem to be comfortable to find a way in pressure situations. This is a serious cricket team. It is a proper cricket team. To be able to go across various forms of the game and be able to get the level of consistency and performance that they've been able to over the last five years five years or so is nothing short of sensational. So look, these guys are a red hot chance of now lifting the trophy and imagine that. World Test Champions ran within a lip in the one-day World Cup, and then if they were to stand there with Kane Williamson with the World Cup aloft his head, well, we've got something to be seriously, seriously proud of. I want to, let's hear from, from you guys as well on double eight, double three. What does that mean? What does that win mean to you? What did you think of the game? Give us a shout, or even better, give us a call on the Kennards High phone line on 0800-150-811. But that is a quite sensational um, result, mate. I think... You know, that that one, oh, oh, yeah, uh, I'm sort of a little bit lost for words. I felt like we were going to win. I really did. And even yep. towards the end, I felt comfortable that we were going to get the job done. But to win with an over to spare when you need yeah. 57 off 24 balls, they've got 57 off 18 rocks in a semi-final in a pressure situation to get your side across the line against a one-day world, uh, world champions and a very, very strong England side. They looked... Yep. The pressure uh, came on, and New Zealand was the team that stood up. And that's what we love to see, and they deserve it. Oh. They deserve each and every bit. We love it, Baz. I love it. I love hearing from your voice, mate. I can hear it in your voice. And we've got another guy, guy that's fired up from Christchurch. We've got Bruce on the line, mate. He wants to talk to you. Good morning, Bruce. How good, boys? How good? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what did you think? I, I was, mate, <sighs> Brent and I was beginning to doubt when... Uh, when Conway went, and it was looking pretty big. But I, I've got a theory. I think Mr. Neeson was remembering 219, and he was he was on payback. He was angry. <laughs> yeah, he looked angry, and didn't he? He had that real look in his eye. It's been inside burning away for two years. Yeah. And he just yeah. let it out. But he controlled yeah, that's it. That's right. And Mitchell, Mitchell, oh, yeah, good. What a story! 
what a diamond to to have him opening and hold his bat. That that's a that's hard to do in peak twenty. It's amazing. Yeah, seventy three off forty eight balls, and let, let's not forget that Daryl Mitchell had not opened a single innings in T Twenty cricket before this World Cup. What about what about the the intuition of Gary Stead and, and Kane Williamson and, and those who are making the decisions with the Black Caps to take that punt. It's not a punt I thought they would take, but gee, they just got utter and complete belief in their squad. It's just amazing to, to see. Do you think we can win it? Can now? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and com- confidence is everything. It's, it's, I know what it's like to play sport like you boys and if you can believe inside and you believe and you see that picture enough times, you, you do it. Yeah. You, that's what gets you there. Yeah. No, and awesome. Well, thanks very much for joining us, too. Great show, boys. Yeah. No. Good man. All right. Excellent. You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> what else have we got there? Is who, who are we going to go to now, we mate? Got- we got Alan reaction. from Fakatani, mate. He'll be up and about. Yeah. Alan, how good, eh? Oh, wow, that was so amazing. I, I was driving from Hicks Bay to, to Ruatoria, and, and, like, we got the free hit, and then I, I um, went out of coverage, and it was like... Oh. And, then, and then I put my free bet from Monday on Conway to be top scorer, so... So when Mitchell went past him, I said, man, you better carry on. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely happy to give up my couple of handy for that. That was awesome. And it really oh, felt like payback when Bearstow put his knee on the, on the line. That was, that, that was the game there, I reckon. Yeah, you're spot on, Alan. Who do you think, who do we want to meet, uh, meet in the finals, you reckon? Australia or Pakistan? We want, to beat Aussie. we want to beat Aussie in the final, don't we? we yeah, you know, that, that, that's all right, be, we do. That'll be, the, that'll be the completion. You know, we did, did England here to make, after what they did to us, and now um, that final that Bazzy played in, we'll get redemption there as well. <laughs> Good, man. I'm with you, Alan. Nothing better than just getting one over the Aussies in the final, wouldn't it? Serve it up. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, thanks, mate. We enjoy yeah, well, your day. This safe. is a great side to be able to, to be able to support. So thanks heaps for calling us as well. Well, yeah, awesome guys. Okay, bye. Beautiful. And just quickly before we get on to another call, there's going to be no quizzy dag this morning on the back of the success of the Black Caps. We want to hear from you guys, and we're going to talk a lot of cricket, and we're going to get some mm. cricketing guests on as well. But of course, our quizzy dag is brought to us by Ashley Martin. Regrow your hair, search Ashley and Martin online. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Who we got there is? Where are we off to now? We've got James. We've got James on the line. Good morning, James. Boys, what a win. I just think that was a really smart chase. Um, and I think, Baz, you'd agree. But just what it, what it confirms to me is in these T20s, it's staggering how if you've got a few wickets in hand, you can make such a difference in those last five or six overs. You know, the maths sort of look tragic, but when you actually, you know, it just takes two or three big shots and suddenly the whole sort of sort of nature of the game can change. So mathematically that looks so difficult, but, you know, last four or five overs, you can just create carnage. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite interesting 
James, so we, when we were uh, watching the game offline, I, I sent through a text to the to the team, just saying if we at that stage we needed um, what do we need uh, fifty, we needed fifty seven off twenty four balls, and I thought if we hit five sixes here in the last twenty four yeah. balls, then that's thirty runs off six balls. We only then need twenty seven off eighteen. So if you break it down like that, and that is the mindset that the guys would have had. That's the conversations that they would have had as well especially on a six-hitting ground where the ball's starting to slide on and against an attack whose change-ups aren't that great. All they try and do is keep putting pace on the ball. If you get one, then you quite easily can get a couple. If you get five, then the task seems so much more achievable and it just frees your mind up to be able to then attack what looks a, a, a monumental task and to be able to just break it down. So it's really well picked up from you as well, James. Mate, who yeah, do you, you want to see us play Aussie as well? <laughs> well, I mean, with this team, I don't think it really matters. I mean, on the day, they can beat anyone, I think. Um, you know, I mean, it's comforting that, you know, so, I mean, Guptill and Kane both failed today. It's, it is, the other thing is also today, of course, is amazing how, you know, one guy can really, with one good score, sort of be the difference. And it was Mitchell today. But, um, oh, no, I don't care who we play. I think we, I think we, we can win, definitely, whoever we play. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling us as well, James. Really yeah. appreciate it, mate. Yeah, appreciate yeah, your right. thoughts and no drama. Yes. Good stuff. And what we got? We might head to Zay quickly as well, eh? Get his reaction. Zay, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Zay will be up and about. Yeah, boys. Good morning. Talk to us. Absolutely. <laughs> Good morning. The game. Daryl Mitchell bringing it home for the boys. Um, doing kind of a similar role for Grant Elliott did. Back in the 2015 One Day World Cup, have we ever been in the T20 World Cup final? That's what I want to know. Um, Daryl Mitchell out, outstanding with that 73. Conway and Mitchell having a great partnership. Jimmy Nisham just rocking the ball out of the out of the stands. Absolute. Still got my um, still got my black cap shirt on. Loving the love the game. Beautiful. Good man. Good <laughs> man. That's brilliant. There's plenty of emotion in, here in all the Kiwis this morning, that's for sure. It does show how much, even over the other side of the world, way over there in the UAE, everyone's up and about watching and supporting this team, and, and that's just the most amazing aspect of sport. And we really appreciate you calling as well, Zade. So thanks heaps, mate. Enjoy your day. Get yourself ready for that final in a couple of days' time. Sounds good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Everyone's up and about, mate. They're into it. We've got a lot of texts coming through. What a last five overs. Livingston over the Nisham. How good. I wore my Black Caps jersey overnight this morning. That is from Michael Wellington. Great selection from Mitchell. With Mitchell in form and his prime, a masterstroke. And in his prime, a masterstroke. Cheers. That is from Chris in Darwin. We've got to talk about that selection, Baz, because... You've spoken about it. Everyone has spoken about it. We were shocked. We were surprised. He was starting. But, mate, he hasn't missed. I don't think he's missed at all this whole entire tournament. He's made runs. He's made great starts. He's looked powerful. And, mate, that just shows his composure to be able to do that in the big stage up against England in semi-final, mate. Give us, give us a little breakdown on, on Daryl Mitchell. Well, I guess his pedigree as well is with his old man being obviously John Mitchell, been around sport a lot. He's he's bred into high um, high performance environments in sport, and that just innate competitiveness that he possesses. So, look, I, I was surprised that New Zealand made that decision mainly because it's against type 
of what Kane and and, uh, and Gary Stead would normally do. But they decided to make that call. They backed him in. They saw something that which we hadn't seen um, from afar. And, well, they've been paid in spades. It's another great story. It's another example of um, the the innovation of New Zealand sporting teams on the big stage as well. They took a punt. It's paying off for them. And he's delivered it in spades today. So congratulations. We're going to talk heaps more cricket in the next hour. But for now, we're coming up to 7 a.m. in the morning, which means we're going to cruise off to see Trudy. We're craving a little McCafe about now, but here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. But anyway, we're going to go all the way over to the UAE as well, Is, and we've got yeah. the commentator over there, former Black Cap, a renowned commentator all around the world who is plying his trade in the UAE now. He's a good friend as well, and it's great to chat to Simon Dool, and it'll be great to get his reaction on that performance. Good morning, Dooley. Well, good evening for you. Yeah, evening, Baz. Busy. Uh, How are you, boys? Feeling feeling yeah. good after that. Oh, up and about. Busy, mate. Up and about. Crikey, our text machines flying. The callers are flying. We feel very lucky to get you on, mate. Give us your initial reactions. Just an amazing game, eh? Yeah, incredible. Um, you know, out of it for so long. Um, just uh, you know, we talked about it on commentary, Baz, and as you know, the deeper you can take it, the more the bowling side becomes under pressure, and you can you can feel that that pressure sort of building on the bowling side when you're not too many wickets down and the game's just going deeper and deeper into the innings. And for so long, New Zealand were behind the eight ball. But you always feel in these contests, if you can leave yourself around about that 60 mark off the last five with wickets in hand, it's one good over and then the game can turn your way. And that's what happened with that Chris Jordan over. Um, you know, I think a huge credit to, to Daryl Mitchell, to the bowlers first and foremost. We've been the best bowling team in the mm. tournament. Um, Economy-wise, economy with, with Tim Southey, with, with Trent Bolt, Mitch Santa, who didn't get an opportunity tonight apart from that one over. So it's, you know, it's been a, a phenomenal team effort all the way through. And then Daryl Mitchell, I mean, who, if I'd have said to you three weeks ago that Daryl Mitchell was going to be one of the stars of our <laughs> T20 World Cup, you'd have, you'd have probably put me in a straitjacket, Baz. <laughs> well, mate, that's, we're actually just talking about it. We'll, we'll go on about the bowling unit in a second, but just quickly focus on that Daryl Mitchell, the decision. Like, and I was just trying to allude to it with, with Izzy. I guess you know, sometimes skill is, is one thing, but the ability to, and the pedigree that he's got to make decisions and to be able to access his skill under pressure. Some people have it and some people don't, right? And and and, and then Daryl Mitchell, Kane Williamson and Gary Stead clearly saw something and know something that the rest of the world hasn't seen yet. And they've backed him in and, geez, delivered, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And I think Kane obviously got to know Daryl a, a bit at Northern Districts, although Kane didn't play a huge amount um, of, of domestic cricket with him. And since then, he's moved on to Canterbury as Daryl Mitchell. But that, um, you know, that grounding that he got probably in Perth um, growing up over there where, mm. you know, you know what sort of domestic cricket and, and club cricket's like in Australia, it can be a pretty hard school. And he grew up and played a lot of his cricket there. So that grounding obviously did him a lot of good coming into Northern Districts as well, um, you know, playing in and around so many internationals for um, for five, six seasons there would have done him a lot of good. And these guys must have seen something at that stage because he'd only ever batted five, six or seven in any T20 cricket at all, not even domestically. So they'd seen something in his makeup that they decided that he was mentally sound enough and, um, you know, and capable enough as a cricketer to open the batting in a T20 World Cup. And it's not the easiest task to be thrown at a guy last minute. They gave him a few warm-up games and then away he went and he's proved every bit, um, you know, every bit the opener 
he's brilliant in the field. We haven't even seen him bowl yet, and he's got that string to his bow as well. So <laughs> he's he's been so uh, such a revelation, I guess, for this side. Hey, give us your initial thoughts uh, after the first innings. Hundred and sixty-six. You're thinking, oh, that's that's quite a good total. There's going to take a lot of hard work. What were your initial reactions after the first innings? You think we had it enough to get that get it run the uh, chase the runs down? I thought it was very middling. Right at the start, and every every interview I've done in the last two to three days, I've basically said 160 is is very much in the middle in the middle ground of what New Zealand, what I felt New Zealand could chase down. Mm-hmm. I thought if England scored 175 to 180, I didn't think New Zealand could probably chase that down. So at that stage, winning the toss 166, I was about 50 50 at the halfway stage. But I think. Mm-hmm. You know, for most New Zealand fans, we probably thought, okay, it's Guptill and Williamson that are going to be the two keys for us here. Or when they get six runs between them, you're thinking, hang on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mate, talk to us. um, Well, I guess Conway as well. You can throw that Conway-Williamson in there. But I thought Conway played quite nicely, actually. Um, But uh, talk to us just a little bit about, you mentioned uh, the bowling group before. I know it's something that you're firmly... um, aware of you've been around this team for a long time now you've seen these guys develop and you've had a fair bit to do with them as well it's Tim Southey in particular I just want to focus on I would say two years ago people would say that Tim Southey was gone in white ball cricket in this World Cup he's been possibly the best bowler in the competition or or if not very close What, what do you put that down to? Yeah, just smart, Baz. I mean, you and I both know Tim really well, and he, he's a he's a real thinker of the game. I mean, there's no secret to, to the fact that he's you know he's been vice captain, he's captain New Zealand as well. I, I likened him tonight, and you'll know these names well, to two bowlers that I can remember in the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years, Jaminda Vass and Zahir Khan, as guys who, as they got older, they got smarter, their pace dropped a little bit, they weren't quite as quick, but they just developed new ways to get the job done. And those two guys in particular, I mean, you remember facing Chimin DeVas, or, you know, I remember seeing Chimin DeVas late in his career and Zahir Khan, how smart they became. And and that's exactly what Tim's done. He is just a genuinely smart cricketer. He was, he's been brilliant throughout the tournament. Um, I, I'm, I think he has been New Zealand's best bowler. Uh, although Trent's got uh, 11 wickets and what did he get tonight? He added to that tally tonight. Um so, you know, although Trent's got the wickets, I think Tim Southey's been the pick of the bowlers. He's bowled the tough overs. He, he's restricted runs. And he's such an integral part of the side now. I know, I, I was probably with you and, and a lot of New Zealand pundits when they said, you know, Tim Southey's white ball career was over a, a couple of years ago. But he's just, he's found a way through being genuinely, uh, I mean, he's got a love for the game for a start and being such a smart, intelligent cricketer. He's just worked it out. Dooley, the defining moment, defining moment in that game when you thought, okay, we got this, we got this, we're, we're on the right direction. When did you start believing? Uh, the catch, the Johnny Besto Trent Bolt 2019 <laughs> moment. <laughs> you know, I mean, we were there, we were there, Baz. Uh, you know, Trent yeah. Bolt takes the catch, stands on the boundary, advertising, and and all of a sudden, the rest is history. Um, and tonight, yeah. I just—I was looking out the window, and I didn't want to go the early crow, you know. And in racing terms, I, I knew his knee had hit that, <laughs> hit that cushioning, and I was sort of—I was sitting there trying to hold my 
hold myself back while NASA was talking about it, while the third umpire was taking a look at And the bloke's in the middle. I mean, how can they see? They put their finger up and gave the soft signal out. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. That yeah, soft that signal ridiculous. is stupid when you're that far away. <laughs> but I could see I could see the knee hitting that advertising triangle. And I'm just, I'm just hold yourself, Dooley. Hold yourself. And, and kind of, I just had to hold myself in. But um, that was a defining moment for me. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we're talking to Simon Dool, who is all the way over in the UAE, and he's very kindly jumped on the phone, probably on the way back to the hotel, no doubt, Dooley. But, um, yeah, I've got Danny Morrison sitting and, in and the front, us... and I've got Harsha Bogle sitting next to me, mate. Oh, <laughs> say good day to a couple of very fine gentlemen for both Izzy and myself, please. I Wonderful will, human will. beings. <laughs> um, mate, well, just before we let you go, um, your thoughts on who we want to meet in the final. <laughs> oh goodness me! Oh, you know, you will say you will say for for the um, we've just got revenge for 2019. You will say you want revenge for 2015, um, and you want no, Australia. I'm a bit greedy. I know you are. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that Australia are our matchup. I think Pakistan might be our matchup. To be honest with you, um, you know they played brilliant cricket through the tournament. They are going to have a slip up at some stage. If it's tomorrow night, then, yeah, we're probably going to end up with Australia. But I'd rather they had their slip up in the final and got through tomorrow night. So uh, if I was, if I had a preference of who I'd like us to play, it would be Pakistan. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, of course, that final is we are covering it also on SENZ with Daniel McCarty. It might be Grant Elliott. It could be Hamish Bennett, as was the case this morning. And that's Monday morning at 3 a.m. on SENZ. Dooley, we'll let you go, mate, but we really appreciate you jumping on the line, especially Cheers, at the Dooley. last moment, and uh, enjoy the next couple of days and bask in the glory again of being, uh, have been in that commentary box with your own team out there playing for a World Cup. Fabulous. Awesome, mate. Yeah, we'll pop back to the hotel and might pop open a bottle of red for the boys. We will. <laughs> That's the story. BK <laughs> <laughs> Morrison in the background. <laughs> Cheers, Brilliant. Lads, all right lads take care thank you <laughs> that was simon Dahl. Oh. what a character and gee he's doing some amazing things in in the sport as well mate to be honest he's good the eh? profile of dooley as a commentator around the world mm. is he is held up there in the in the very very highest of, of echelons and he's just so positive mm. about the game and i think that's why people enjoy listening to him he's clearly well spoken he's got a great Great voice tuned with all those years on the radio That's alongside home. Ricardo. <laughs> he's, he's doing some great things. And it's great to hear that DK Morrison was also sitting in the car with them and Harsha Bogle. But that was Simon Dahl all the way from the UAE. We're going to go, what have we got coming up? More cricket. We're going to talk more cricket later on, a little <laughs> bit of racing mate. as well. <laughs> We're up and about, Is We're in the final. Thank you very much, Is Yes, yeah, spot on. Straight out of the UAE. We really appreciate him joining us. He was a superstar performer today for the Black Caps. Smoking 73 or 48. Getting us home from a vicarious position and has now qualified the Black Caps for the final. Hopefully we take on Australia. Hello, Daryl. Congratulations, mate. Hey, Baz. How you going? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Good, mate. Uh, he, um, you must be absolutely buzzing. We saw your old man in the crowd. He had a little wry smile. I haven't seen him smile for a while on TV. Yeah. 
but he looked like he was enjoying it. There was a crowd was going off. The the dugout was absolutely pumping as well at the end there. I know you've been around this team now for a while and you've had some great days, but is today right up there with, with what you've been able to achieve in a black jersey? Yeah, obviously, you know what it's like. It, it probably hasn't quite sunk in yet what just happened. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool to get the job done and, and to, yeah, obviously sneak into a World Cup final. It's pretty special. Um, I know the boys are, are pretty excited sitting in the sheds there. And, um, yeah, we're obviously looking forward to the next one in a couple of days. Mate, talk us through. It's Izzy Dag here, mate. Great to chat to you, Daryl, mate. Outstanding. Loving your tournament so far. One more, brother. One more. Keep going. But talk us through that innings, mate. Talk us through those moments, your mentality, you know, periods of there when, when things were ticking along slowly and then you ramped it up, mate. Talk us through it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously, I, I think the way England actually set that total first of all, you know, 170 on that surface was, was pretty good. And, um, yeah, we obviously probably didn't get off the start that we, we sort of planned for, but um, I thought the way England bowled with that new ball was, was challenging. Uh, Mark Wood, on that surface, it was, it was pretty tough bowling absolute gas, and it was yeah, obviously not coming through at different heights. But um, yeah, I think the way Dev um, sort of controlled the platform and, and didn't didn't look like wherever sort of um, what's the word I guess in, in trouble. We just sort of kept trying to make sure we just kept trying to tick along, and and then the way Nish came out and played that innings and, and really shifted momentum into our favour. Yeah, it was obviously it's it pretty nice to. To get the job done, and um, you know we're like the Kiwis, we're, we're pretty happy just to play it low key, and um, yeah, just get on with the next one now. Uh, tell me, mate, you need a fifty-seven off twenty-four when um, when Niche came out. We're, I sort of made a mention that, that if, if we're sort of looking to try and hit five sixes, then we we sort of make things a lot easier on the way home. What was your mentality? Was there a boundary mentality, or, or what was what was the conversations between you and Niche at that point? Yeah, we, we obviously, um, I mean, the rate was, was pretty high there, but it never felt like it was out of control. Um, we felt the surface was getting easier as the innings went on, um, and especially with the, the match-ups in terms of a short boundary on one side, we, we definitely thought, oh, yeah, we're obviously trying to clear the rate and swing as hard as we could, but um, there was definitely a, a plan with how we sort of wanted to go about it, and I thought the way, yeah, Nish, Obviously, took down that over Chris Jordan there was was really special. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you know what it's like. The game of inches, a, a couple just landed over the rope for us, which which went our way, which could have not on another day. But um, you know the way uh, the way the boys sort of just went out with that intent, and um, yeah, at the end they're trying to swing as hard as you can and, and make sure you connect with a few. Mate, it was outstanding. You were connecting with more than a few towards the end of that match, mate. We're up and about. The whole country's right behind you. We even had someone on the show who had a possum on his roof. He was going to go shoot it, <laughs> but he decided to leave it, and he's caught it Mitchell. How good's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that possum's more here than me. Uh, Izzy can help you with that, I reckon. Anyway, hey, mate, I don't t- want to say that, but you know, I, I thought I'd better not bring that up. <laughs> uh, good man. Hey, mate, um, obviously your old man's over there as well. It'd be, be nice to be able to maybe share a beer with him later on. But what about the dressing room? Uh, I guess uh, the boys, mm. they get to have a quiet sort of celebratory drink and just start to project forward now, or, or what? Very, very professional in there. I think you know what it's like, Baz. I mean, 
yeah, we obviously um, we know that in New Zealand cricket we're we're only five million Kiwis and we're very lucky to be in this position. Um, only uh, yeah, the history of New Zealand cricket, you know, these days don't come about often. So we'll definitely make sure we enjoy it. Um, but at the same time, we we know that we've got a big one coming up in a few days' time. So um, yeah, I think we're boys are pretty fizzed right now. They're yeah, really excited, um, and we'll definitely make sure that you know you these are the moments you play for and. and sitting in the shed there, there's never things you remember when, when you finish, so um, yeah, we'll definitely enjoy it, but yeah, we know we've got a job to do in a few days' time. Well, man, you're a wanted, you're a wanted fella, so we won't hold, you're probably the most wanted man in New Zealand right now, so we won't hold you for too long, but talk about your game, mate, you are an all-rounder, you can bowl, but do you just consider yourself just a batter now, because with how you're batting, you're opening, you're getting runs on the board, you know, you're still a bit of bowling a bit in the nets, or you're just batting? No, I love being an all-rounder. I think it suits my personality. It um, allows me to have a chance to do both. And, and, yeah, obviously, with the way the boys are bowling at the moment, I'm not needed, which is which is awesome. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm ready to go when need be. I've had a couple of times it got waves. I came to warm up in this tournament. They haven't had to bowl a ball yet. So, um, yeah, for me, <laughs> I love my bowling. And, yeah, hopefully um, I'll get a chance, but hopefully not in the final because it means all our bowlers are doing a hell of a job. <laughs> Good man. Well, we're going to let you go, Daryl. But we really appreciate you jumping on, mate. It's, yeah, it's wonderful, especially so, so soon after uh, hitting the winning runs for for us in the in the World Champion. Cup semi final and qualifying the Black Caps for another tilt at another yeah. World title. So enjoy the moment, mate. Savor it, and uh, there's so much goodwill and support from back here. So pass that on to the boys for us as well. No, thank you, Mel. You know, yeah, we thank the. The country's to stand up late. I know there'll be a few coffees had this morning. So, um, yeah, thanks. And hopefully they can get up uh, early one more time and, and see what happens there. Eh? Here, here. Good man. Thank you very much. That was Daryl Mitchell, the superstar of the Black Caps, who has, of course, they've qualified for the World Cup final. Hopefully it's Australia. That'd be a goodie, wouldn't it? Take down the old Aussies oh. over there. I know you guys will be listening over there as well on the SN app, SNZ app. Yeah, Hachi, you'll be listening. We're coming for you. We're coming for the Aussies and other Kiwis. <laughs> that was Daryl Mitchell. Big thanks as well to the to uh, to Willie Nichols and all the Black Caps um, media team. We know it's not easy. We know they're in high demand, and for them to jump on our show so, so soon after is very much appreciated. Don't forget as well, it is 3 a.m. that final on, uh, what day is it? What day is the final? Monday. On, uh, Monday, 3 a.m., Monday, and you can listen to us on SENZ. Daniel McCarty and either Grant Elliott, if he hasn't got the flu, or Hamish <laughs> Bennett, who did a fine job this morning. He did a wonderful job, he actually. Big, mm. big Hamish Bennett. He's a very thoughtful a man. Worried, McCarty, yeah. well, he's just a great caller. He'd be getting, you reckon he'll be getting a little insecure about his position now? I might have well, to go three mics. Yeah. You always get a bit edgy, don't you, when you give someone an opportunity? Right? Look at... Look at Richie Moore, he gave Bodie an opportunity. He's straight in there, probably start. You don't want to give anyone an opportunity, mate. Yeah, that's, that's why right. we couldn't yeah, bring someone it. in for you, mate, because obviously you're just, un- <laughs> you're just unfillable. <laughs> un- ir- ir- irreplaceable. Unfillable. <laughs> <laughs> unfillable. There's a word, eh? Irreplaceable. <laughs> it, is, it is this morning. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's your show, mate. You can say yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And that can, no, and I know. Unbelievable. Right, 8.13. 8.13 in the morning. Plenty more to come shortly. We've got Stephen Marsh on the phone shortly as well to talk a bit of 
Racing, but let us know your thoughts on the Black Caps double eight double three. The text line is firing up, and we appreciate each and every one of them. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Stephen Marshall on the show this morning. If there is a trainer as hot as what he is at the moment with his team in New Zealand, then who is that? Because his team are absolutely flying, and has he got a real live chance in the New Zealand Cup? On Saturday in Lincoln King. He joins us this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Good morning, Marshy. Morning, boys. How are we doing? Oh, good. we're good. Sorry about having to just sort of move you all over the show. You would have been up watching the cricket too, wouldn't you? Or are you just too busy training horses? No, nah, well, I'll tell you what, we're all uh, huddled around one phone at the track and uh, very exciting. Yeah, no, I, uh, yes. we all loved it. Give a few big cheers and geez, how good were they, the boys? Oh, they were strong. They were strong. But talk about going good. What about your team? There's three wins on Tuesday, Tiaraha, three wins the other day on feature day. Team's absolutely flying, mate. You must be delighted. Yeah, things are going really good at the moment. Um, sort of the weather's come right, track's coming right, and the team's really coming right at the, certainly the right time of the year because it's a little bit of a scratchy start to the season. But now things are really uh, ramping up good now. We're wrapped. Yeah, and especially when you're coming into, I guess, from a, a trainer's point of view, you've got some sales which you're going to try and hopefully unload a little bit of cash on and get some more stock in the stable as well. It's always good for, I guess, owners and syndicators um, if you're able to keep putting the wins on the board and, and just give those guys confidence to reinvest with you. Absolutely, yeah, and especially now we've got the ready-to-runs coming up uh, next week and you know our, our main Karaka sales, not till uh, yelling sales, not till March, so might give us a little bit more um, confidence to have a little bit of a look at these uh, at these ready to run. As soon as we've got an extra couple of months up our sleeve to syndicate them before the yearlings start rolling in. So yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting sale this. Yeah, too right. Hey mate, what about the sad day? Sad day is a huge day. Obviously, Izzy Izzy will be all over this uh, this punt of yours. Um, Lincoln awesome. King, are we a chance? Are, are we gonna? Are we, is he worth a little five dollars each way on mate? I think, look, he's going so well. Um, just watch his replay from Saturday. Didn't get all... He's just about to start really winding up. Didn't get a lot of luck late. Wasn't beaten far. Um, you know, bodes well was, uh, you know, the real run of the race. But I'm just... I like the way Lincoln King's coming up this time. Everything's just been better than last year. I was hoping he's going to draw a little bit better. 15's a little bit hairy, but... Um, no, he's uh, he's going great. He's bounced out of that last no good. Look, the ground was hard, so it probably didn't hurt him not to have a, a really hard run on it. Um, and he's just bounced out of it so well. So we're pretty confident. Um, we've been confident all the way through. And, yeah, we are very confident of a massive run in the Cup. Oh, nice. Well, mate, it's Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Marshy, Lincoln King, drawn number 50, Ridden by Danielle Johnson, so ideal plan for Saturday, starting wide. So, what's the real, what's the real, uh, you know, plan that you want to initiate going into that race? Well, I don't want to just get him too far back and sort of get him out of, um, get him out the back. I want him to sort of be. He doesn't over race, so I want to be positive enough out of the gates. Hopefully, he can. If he could lob a step, you know further forward than midfield, one off the rail or put him to sleep on the rail, that would be ideal. So that's going to need a good ride, but at least you got, you know, you sort of start at the top of the straight. And at least you've got a decent enough run um, that you can sort yourself out. But yeah, definitely in the big full field of 
18. We don't want to be getting too far back. Mm. Is that Mate, your plan? Um, just... yeah. Sorry. Sorry, yes. No, I was going to say, is, is that your best tip for Saturday? Have you got anything else you can steer us into for the weekend? We love a little tip here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I need yeah, good well, tips. Yeah, well, I'll Good tips, if you watch the run of Fetakian on Saturday, she's still looking for a gap. She was big. Um, I think she'd be our other uh, big chance for Saturday down at Rickenham. Probably looks our, our next best. Um, actually, I'll tell you where I think there's a bit of money to be made is tomorrow at Awapuni. We're venturing three mm-hmm. down there, and uh, I'd rate all three's chances highly. Um, probably races one and two our best chances. Um Probably, yeah, I think race two, GC. He's a new horse to the stables. I really rate him. Lovely horse. Um, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. And then you've got the way La Bella Beals is, is going really good in Illuminations hit form again. So, yeah, three chances down there. I thought they were all solid solid uh, bets. Oh, beautiful. We get paid on a hey. Friday. We can get paid on a Saturday. How good is this? <laughs> Hey, let's get Marshall more let's, often. Let's, let's, yeah, let's hope, let's hope we're right. It, it, looks, it looks good on paper, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, hey, no, it's not that easy. Hey, mate, um, so obviously your stable's based in, in Cambridge, and we know at the moment with some of the challenges around COVID and that, that, that that brings about its own challenges trying to be able to get horses in and around the country and things. How's your team, mate? That must be, obviously, I'm, I'm a coach, and... And I appreciate trying to pull people together and, and for one common goal. Is it similar as a as a horse trainer that you've got to keep spirits high and, and you've got to keep the, the team motivated and, and then that flows into the success on the track? Yeah, well, all the staff love, you know, they've all got their sort of, their horses here, their favourites and all that. They love going to the race with At the moment, we're just locked up. I mean, they're just going to work every day. They're sort of, you know, everyone loves to get to that race meeting with their favourite and that. But, yeah, I mean, we can only go to Tiraka at the moment in Cambridge and uh, locked up everywhere. So it's it's difficult. You know, you're sending teams, you know, like we're sending teams to Tauranga. We've got them running it. You know, obviously, Awapuni tomorrow and just calling on all outside people to help us. Um, it's, I must say, it's great. But people in the industry get behind you and, and certainly very, um, you know, very accommodating and, you know, the stable's given us staff, and, you know, it's it's really quite cool. And, you know, it's, but we had 18 trial at Taupo and, and couldn't send a staff member. I had people coming from Napier, Palmerston North, um, everywhere. So, yeah, it's it's been really good. It's a bit of a nightmare, but, hey, I think we're lucky to be racing, and we should, uh, you know, it should be a lot more difficult if we were locked up and uh, horses out in the paddock. Mm. So we'll take it, and uh, but it will be nice once we let out. Jeez, we'll be like caged tigers getting out again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that sure. My co-host on Monday at about 11.50 when he walked out of his MIQ, he was ready to get out of there. Two weeks in prison. Anyway, Marshy, just before we get yeah, I bet, let you I go. Yeah, I bet you just got out of MIQ. You'd be pretty happy about that, wouldn't you, Bess? You'd be uh, oh, I got a bit thirsty as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I found a couple of likely well, companions. Yeah, I look forward to buying you one. Actually, you're normally the one that stumps up for the uh, for the beers, so which is unusual for a horse trainer to be so generous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been hanging around with Richie too long. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, meant to be playing golf with Richie today, actually. So I might see if I can hook him for the for the green fees. See if he'll take care of those. Oh, I think you're a million to one, mate. I, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, you won't go too good there. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, we know you're a busy man, mate. You've got a big team that you've got to get up and, and running over there and, and get through all the work. So thanks heaps for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for ah, breakfast. Please, Sounds like we're multi- multiing up. Okay. Multiing up the three at Awapuni into uh, Lincoln King in the weekend. Too easy. Let's get paid. GC. Thanks, Marshy. GC. Fresh up. GC. Fresh especially up. The, especially races one and two, I think, tomorrow. Um, hopefully the track doesn't get too firm for illumination. But, yeah, we're pretty confident. Beauty. Good man. Love it. Love it. I'm on. There you go, is. I'm on. Stephen Marsh, that was. GC. <laughs> and is Stephen Marsh is currently, I think, if he's not leading the premiership, he's very close to it. He's got a team which is red hot at the moment, and he's uh, yeah, he's going super. Three wins on on Tuesday, three wins on the on the meet last week as well, and it sounds like he's got a good chance of being able to go bang bang for uh, for tomorrow Awapuni, and then into Lincoln King in the cup. And what's Lincoln King paying? Must be about six bucks. Six bucks. Six. I've good, got I've gone perfect pink into Lincoln King in a wee multi, so that's my little gravy yeah, that I've nice. I've gone into. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, it. Like but now I'm going to go GC, GC tomorrow, ridden by Danielle Johnson in race number two, and then race one I can't find Stephen Marsh's horse, so I don't know which one he's got in race one. So we have to we you have to get the name for me, and then I might multi that one in two, mate. So looking forward to that. All right, beauty. And what about our pacing for purpose punt as well? Race eight, we got 50 to win on River Red. It was huge three starts back at Addington. It's first go from a standing start. Now, next two starts, it's drawn poorly from the mobiles. Had no luck from those draws. Had a soft run the first day, dictated to by the draw. So should be ready to run a cracker today. You can go and get in each way if you want. And you might just get around the $7.250. So that's our pacing for purpose punt.